0: Hello, and we are here live for a special episode of The Music Prophet. So normally we're on Thursdays at noon, but today we are here with Christina Martin. Hi. She is doing a show at the Fromagerie tonight at 7, right?
1: Yeah, is it? On the street? I was here it is. many, many years ago, and I turned the corner to find this place, and I was like, this looks familiar. So is it just down yonder?
0: It is. It is about a two-minute walk down yonder.
1: Okay, that's very helpful because, you know, we have to go and soundcheck right after
0: this. (laughs) You do, and so you'll be ready to go.
1: This is great. Convenient. Cool. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Well, I'm glad you came because it's a great timing, I think, especially for this time of year. I've noticed that a lot of good, great Canadian musicians are starting to come through Sudbury.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, well, um, I did have the thought, it's been too long. I think a lot of artists, I I shouldn't speak on behalf of them, but I'm just going to tell you what my thought process was. That years ago, like when we were starting out and we went across Canada and we would go, you know, play up and play all the way back and it was so draining and exhausting and um, expensive and you wanted to be optimistic and positive about it, but it just was like, could be really soul-sucking. And when you're starting out and you don't know what kind of expectations to have, you know, and you think everything's going to be so easy and grow if you just go and do it, you get discouraged. And you're like, you know what? I don't think I can stomach driving across the country again. Like, it, you know, and and then you, you we, you know, you, you don't, you just stop and you put your efforts elsewhere. And um, I guess in the last couple years, I felt really bad about that, because I think there are, now that I've looked into it, done uh, a little bit more research, and a lot more research, actually. There's a lot of great places to play, off the beaten uh, trail, uh, and you can hit the big cities along the way. Big cities can be tough, though, Kyle. Like... Sometimes there's just so. That's where so much is going on. People have so many options, and and it is a really. It's really tough to sell tickets for a lot of artists these days. You know, unless you're like a really heavy hitter, or you had hits on the radio. You know, on rock radio or commercial radio um, when things were really good in the music industry years ago. And um, so I can understand why people don't.
0: Come. Is that something that you think about? Like, are you very consciously thinking? I want to balance between doing a big city and three small cities, and keeping a ratio.
1: No, I don't think of keeping a ratio. I I really want to grow everywhere, um, but we we do really love. Playing in rural areas because sometimes that's you know you're you're the show that's going on um, and people will more it's more likely that more people are going to come. It it if more people would come to the shows in the city, absolutely, then that would be wonderful. Um, You know, you kind of you kind of throw a lot of darts at the board. And you, you tell yourself every show matters. Um, every show prepares us to be ready for the big stage, the festival stage, um, whether there's a lot of people there or not. Mm-hmm. And. Um, You know, for a lot of shows, it's hard to guarantee that there'll be people. I mean, every now and then you get a a good guarantee, a built-in audience or a special event, a festival. Um, But, uh, I don't know, for my career, it's like I've got to do more than that. And, like, being here in Sudbury tonight, you know, last time we were here, we might have sold um, two advanced tickets maybe. And there was really not a lot of people, but maybe a few friends came out. And and now we have, like, a, a dozen advanced sales. And Facebook, it looks like maybe, you know, 30 people said they might be coming and um, we've got more promotion going around. So if we had 20 to 40 people come out tonight, that's growth, you know. Mm-hmm. And but five years ago, maybe I would have thought, well, that's not good enough. And now I think um, it's just a change of attitude. You know, we're grateful for whoever's in the room um, and we can build from there. But we do have to come back. Like, we have to kind of make a commitment to come back to Sudbury if we want to build in that market. It's For me, it's all about uh, organic uh, grassroots marketing and being on the ground, making connections, like meeting people face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's just so much online now, you know? I mean, it's really hard to stand out uh, with a song. Is that a struggle
0: I mean. for you as an artist now? Is that something that you are worried about for your music?
1: You, uh, what specifically?
0: I, either on the side of music listening mm-hmm. and music consumption but also the live part of it so doing mm-hmm. tours shows when they can hear music already yeah. and get that experience
1: am i worried that uh, that won't be an option for me is that we is that yeah. what kind of is that um, something
0: that plays in the back of your mind when you're doing everything now as a musician
1: well When I get run down, uh, I think everything can look dark and gloomy. And I think a lot of artists are overworked. I mean, people in general are overworked and underpaid, right? But um, when you get your spirits down and you're not taking care of yourself and you're overworked, I mean, that's when I... I can kind of neg- negatively spiral into the what am I doing, like, who am I to think that, you know, this is going to grow. But when I'm, I feel well and rested and I'm focused and um, remember my, in- my intentions and uh, what I'm working towards, um, then everything looks Brighter and every, like I said before, every show counts, even if there's five people in the room, which you hope there are more. But, like, you play to those five people and you make the connections. You do the show. Um, I mean, my show is... Is uh, very much. Uh, it's like a conversation, and you're talking about. You're singing about. I'm singing about serious stuff sometimes, and I'm ta- uh, sharing lighthearted stories, and um, it's sort of like a tension release. It's. It's all about uh, authenticity, um, and I think there's always going to be a place for that. Uh, I mean, it'll be obvious if nobody wants to hear me. If nobody. If there's no place for my music, I think I would have known. Well, if they're by talking now. over like,
0: you when you're playing, then I mean that's a sign. <laughs>
1: well, well, it actually that's it may. I mean I don't think it is. I mean if you're going to play venues, we 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 are stri- strategic about. We don't play venues that are not listening rooms. So if people are talking, that's a sign that they are either not aware that it's a listening room venue and they're not supposed mm-hmm. to, um, or you're in the you book the wrong venue because you know there are a lot of places people go to be to bars to chat with their friends and if you want to be a background musician um that's fine uh, but that's not what i am i'm not good at it i don't want to do that if i you know like it that's we play listening rooms only and we set up the event like that so pe- music lovers who want to come hear the stories feel something i don't know like just kind of relate on uh you know like then that's that's why they come out to see us and um and, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I think there have been times, yeah, I've been worried about, uh, whether I, you know, I personally could have a career in longevity and, uh, it, but I think my desire to stick with it, um, and change and adapt and find my own way, uh, you know, even to financially to pay the bills and keep recording and, and keep you know fulfilling my intentions um, is stronger than those kind of negative thoughts or I mean you can you can do anything almost anything that you want with a good plan and support from you know the people around you um, it takes work and posit- you know you have to be positive and but yeah like there's some there's some dark days for
0: sure yeah and I think it'd be It'd be good. I think it would be interested to jump into that. Yeah. Because you mentioned longevity. Yeah. And has the definition of what longevity in music, has that changed over the years? And once you hit your fourth album, is that now different than what you thought longevity and creating a career would be in your first album?
1: I, th- I think, in, well, first of all, when I created my first album, I had no aspirations in terms of, like, future visions. I was just starting to get my first gigs. You know, I opened for... A band called Wilco in Austin, Texas, which was a total... It was kind of a... Felt like a fluke. You know, Tiff Merritt was sick. I had just played this bar um, called the Mercury Club on 6th Street in Austin. And the manager liked me. And when Tiff... Uh, couldn't do the show the, wilco was was uh, doing a surprise show to open the first austin city limits festival and when tiff couldn't make it m- this manager kind of was like i know this girl she just played here do you think we could have her open and and i mean i'm really shocked that they even let me i mean i had never really done any significant kind of shows of my own i was in bands and like you know i just was recording my first album but it wasn't i wasn't uh, ready for and that. it's
0: Wilco. And it's Wilco.
1: They were, and at the time, I, I really wasn't familiar. I wasn't familiar with who they were, to be honest. Um, but I was familiar with the Jayhawks and, and they were, uh, they were like crossing paths, uh, quite a bit. And some of the guys from Jayhawks were in the audience that night. And I, but I was clueless. And, and then, uh, many years later, moved back to Canada and I did my second record. And when that got some attention, I, and I started learning about the, the business, the industry and people were, you know, interested in, in becoming my agent. And there was talk of like, okay, you you need to look for a label and put a team together. And then my expectations at the time were like, this is going to get really busy and successful really fast. And I was so naive and, um, not ready. And every year there was for a long time, I kept thinking, I need this and this and this, I need a management team. I need a label. I need, you know, all these people and things and I tried different things and you know through trial and error you kind of come to I mean I've always been a self-managed artist and I run my own label just to release my music um and I'm independent in every sense except that I at the same time I don't do anything alone I have partners making music with me and I hire people to help me with campaigns Mm -hmm. and marketing and but I think my uh, uh the I (laughs) <laughs> the expectations are definitely different um, I thought audience my audiences would grow really rapidly at certain points in certain albums and it's gotten in some ways it's gotten harder um you know I'd have to I've had to do more I have to do more work on my own I'm just stating facts not even complaining although I've done my share fair share of complaining and I, um it's a lot of work. It's, uh, I thought it, yeah, I thought it would get easier. And it, you know, some things you get better at, and, but you're, but everything's, it just seems like there's so much to learn always, which I guess
0: keeps it exciting. I suppose, You know, you're, yeah.
1: not, you're never bored. Um, um, but yeah, I, and you get down sometimes thinking, how am I going to do that? How am I going to do that with the resources I have or don't have? And, um, you spend so much time doing that. I thought I would be doing more. Music. I mean, I'm still releasing quite a bit of content on a fairly regular basis. That was a goal of mine. Um, But I, I guess there's always that feeling, and maybe it's type my my personality. Like I thought I would be able to create more. I think I could be a better uh, artist, better artistically. If I didn't have to do so much of the business stuff, you know, and but it's hard to hand over your business uh, when Mm -hmm. you know you've been kind of you've you've tried things that haven't worked out and it's expensive and
0: so how does your time break down between business and music creation? Where is that percentage of time balance even? Well, there
1: it does kind of shift. I feel like I have um, periods of the year where I can dedicate like more to writing. Um, and recording doesn't happen until I have enough material and, like, okay, we're ready to try and do a record, you know. And we have our own studio, so uh, that's very uh, convenient. Um, but uh, I'd say my day, my days are broken up into you know, I have a morning routine and that involves writing and sometimes leads to songwriting and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but i'd say a good 60 to 70 percent of my time in the day is spent doing uh planning and booking and following up with emails and administrative work and grant writing and and um and then and you know then there's the self-care uh you know meditation and um exercise and just trying to be a normal human being Mm -hmm. uh and uh so it's a very small percentage for me And maybe that's the way it'll always be. I mean, you know, I don't know. I I I can't seem to find time to book a week to just have a writing retreat. I mean, let alone a vacation. That's a again, these are just facts. I'm not complaining or anything.
0: (laughs) And it's funny because I feel like, especially when you get into it, it seems like you'll the more that you bigger that you get, the more that you build to make that time to just take those breaks and start writing and working on music. But then now you're here and it's still complete it's even harder to find that
1: it's hard to find time i mean on the road i'm on tour right now for there's 49 tour dates there's some days off in there so two and a half months and i'm trying to to for example you know start a get back to my writing routine it's really hard like Mm -hmm. every day is different um some days you just like, can I sleep in? Like, I have to watch my voice and get fine energy. And so you, you kind of trade hours or, or, or 30 minutes blocks for just for more sleep or to get a meal or a shower and then mm-hmm. you're on the go again. And, uh, but the other thing I think I've, over the years, is you know I always have a pencil and paper. So if there are ideas, and I have my cell phone, so I can hum ideas into my phone. And then when I'm back home in one place for like a month or two, I can uh, I can you know kind of sift through things and see if there's anything that's salvageable. And that's kind of how I've worked over the years. You do the best you can. Um, I know in 2016. I actually did sit down, like I made it a priority to write uh, songs for the record "Impossible to Hold," and that seems successful. So, you know, I know I can do it. Mm-hmm. I don't get like depressed, like oh, I'll never write again. I know that's not every, you know, that's yeah, it's not irrational. Whatsoever no, now. that's like I just need to make time for it and. I mean, we just put out a record and we put out six uh, you know, we did six covers. so I only had to come up with two uh, new songs and we we uh, re-recorded two of my older songs mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I'm working slowly at the next record, which will be in the next one to two, maybe three years. and i'm not I'm just not rushing it though. I learned how to sing by imitating other artists growing up, and um I think recording these songs was actually really difficult for us but we learned a lot. Um, so you learn a lot from playing other people's songs. Um you know, these are great these were great songs. Like better than mine uh, in my opinion. Um so I had to learn I got stronger as a singer by uh, learning how to sing some of these songs on this album and uh You know, and I just put out a record last year in 2018, and I sure as hell was not ready to embark on, you know, a full length like 10 to 12 songs, original, fully arranged um, tunes, and to be, you know, it's just not didn't wasn't feeling it. But this we were feeling. We're like, let's do this right now, and in the meantime, uh, tour our butts off and uh, build our fan base. Plus, people love songs they're familiar with they love uh, songs they can relate with and like that abba song for example a lot of people have you know commented um just about you know the quality of the song itself and how it reminded them of someone i mean in this case it's a breakup song it's pretty heartbreaking but like i don't know who hasn't been through i've I mean, have you never broken? I think anymore? everyone has. Yeah, and
0: i mean, at least yeah. lo- lo- one play by the time to 25, right?
1: Yeah, and I mean, loss and exit events are like the most intense in our lives. So I think that's why it's such a powerful song. Um, and I, I think, for a long time, maybe my ego was getting in the way of me even doing something like this. So I was like, well, no, I don't want to. Be perceived as a as a cover act, mm-hmm. um, but I'm really enjoying singing uh, these songs. And there were more that we wanted to do, but we didn't have time. And uh, for this record,
0: and it's definitely a paying homage thing. You know, there's yeah there's other artists like Post Malone, who will do Green Day covers mm-hmm. at a rap concert. You know, so I feel yeah. like there, it's a context of your music and. But I but has that changed where now you're. Not, you're more worried about the final product just being good, you're not worried about what you used to be when you were starting out.
1: Um, I think I was always interested in the product being good, the audio, the sound, like the songs being good. Uh, at the time, you think this is great, I'm gonna release this, you know, your tastes change, evolve. Um, I should say. Uh, I mean, maybe my taste hasn't changed so much, but um, so there are you know works that we've done in the past. We, if we listen to them now, we might cringe and go, "Oh my God, what were we thinking?" We just we know more now about certain things, and um, but I'm I'm interested in, in definitely my my partner, my guitarist and producer Dale Murray, uh, is interested in quality audio that makes people feel something. Hopefully, I mean we're not claiming to be the best at what we do we just want to get we do want to get better at what we do and mm-hmm. um i'd like to be a better singer and i'd like people to i think for me music is a way of uh, you know communicating so i'd like to I'd like, i like when you, you know you want to communicate with someone you want them to understand and relate and um and also the other side of it is you know sorting out uh trying to understand something you know whether you could speak to this i mean i think as a you're a poet uh you know what what's your do you have you thought about your Intentions behind why you write poetry. I'm not talking about inspiration. Like, I actually hate that question. What inspires you to? Uh, somebody asked me that today, and I I really have to hope. I, I just find it's a lazy question. It's like, be it's more specific. Be more specific. Like, uh, what inspired you to write that song about, uh, you know, a woman in uh, uh, Pembroke uh, that, you know, uh, had a hard time with her kids or whatever. Be, but, um, yeah, like, have you thought about your own intentions behind, I'm, I'm changing the, the direction here. Cong- no, I'm the interviewer
0: now, Kyle. But it's definitely, I think it's the same thing with poetry. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it changes, it depends on a lot of the, where you're at, too. Because there's certain yeah. rooms that you know that you can appeal to a crowd better. Yeah. And so there's certain pieces that you present that you know will hit that crowd to mm-hmm. get the message out. And there's others that you save for like your average open mic, right? Oh
1: yeah, that's true too. Yeah, you think about your you you have to think about your audience and sometimes. Well, I guess that's a choice. You don't have to. You could do whatever you want, but it might affect who listens. But do you know why like when you think back to maybe the first time you started journaling or writing poetry, do you kinda have a um an awareness of like, yeah, why you started? Like what was it about it that
0: It was, and I feel like it's the same for you with music. It was venting Mm. initially until I realized that, you know, oh, I'm actually decent at this. But before that, it was songwriting. Uh, Growing up in high school, I did a lot of songwriting. Yeah. And once university came, I just didn't have time Mm. to actually fully focus on songs. So poetry is that easier avenue. Oh, I
1: find poetry harder. I'm so paranoid about, you know, sharing my scribblings.
0: Well, when I say shorter, I mean that poetry, you can write it in 15 minutes. Okay. And oh, the editing process yeah, yeah. is the part that takes the hours.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: But it's mm-hmm. it's different than a song where you quite literally have to sit down, mm-hmm. you have to find the rhythm of the verse, mm-hmm. then the chorus, then you have to make sure everything matches, and you have to change up the tiny words.
1: Oh, okay. It's interesting that you see that as... Like I still, I think poetry is so much more complicated and hard, um, and uh, and songwriting maybe because I've done it for so long, but all those things you said are true. Like you have to in the editing process, but then the other things like I don't even understand music. Like I'm not very well like trained. I, I mean I had basic music lessons growing up, but I guess that's where there's something that I, you know, got. From just I don't know, just passed on or just lucky.
0: Um, so it has been a lot of just natural ability that you've just toned.
1: There's a natural something, uh, I love for, love for music and melodies and and whatever you know. Like sometimes I'm like, well, that's I just know for myself it resonates. I don't. I hope that other people like it, but um, no, you're speaking to someone who's never had a hit, right? So like, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, someone who has a gift for writing hits or anything like that I just um I think I do have some natural abilities but uh I mean I, I can't say it's not been work I've worked at being a writer and studied other writers and their process for 20 years so it would be kind of silly negligent of me to be like yeah it's just all natural I suppose I've done the you know it just sometimes it feels like I haven't worked enough at it and doing 15 minutes a day is really, you know, 20 minutes a day. You get better at whatever. I mean, if you mm-hmm. dedicate 10 minutes a day to gardening, you're going to be... An expert a, An expert point. at some point. Yeah, you know, like, uh, so you may never become a celebrity gardener. I don't know, but...
0: Is that something... I think that's a really good point, though. You know, like, when you look at your history, mm-hmm. you've really delved into the Canadiana-type area... But you're right, within that space, it's really tough to have that one hit that yeah. everyone sings, and you don't really have that one track right? that radio I just don't. plays for 20 years.
1: But some people think you do. They tell you, oh, that song, that, that that hit that you had, and I'm like, it was never a hit. What are you talking about? I mean, it's oftentimes my mother saying that or something, but... Uh yeah so but then i had a friend the other day in toronto that was like yeah i was talking to so-and-so at cbc and they're like oh christina yeah love her stuff but gee she's just that one song away from you know everything taken i mean i've been hearing that for years i don't even i maybe you know maybe that's true but maybe it's not maybe this song's already there but i just haven't been able to market it or you know i think i maybe that a time frame i wasn't working hard enough in the right places like there's a million reasons why something can work or not work. So, I guess uh as an artist if you want to just stay, stick around and you you know you're doing this for a certain reason, you just have to be okay with I'm going to do the work, I'm going to show up and do the best I can and uh see what happens and try to be ready when there's an opportunity and but you never know, you
0: know. Does that know. really matter to you? Are you like is that are you? Are you? Would you rather have a celebrity? bunch of albums? Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Like this. <laughs> would celebrity. you rather have celebrity status in that big hit, mm-hmm. or do you prefer where you're at now, where you can release a bunch of albums and have the career you've built?
1: Oh my gosh, it would be great to have both, because I think if you. Um, so I think the benefit to the to let's say, for example, a hit happening now as opposed to. 10 years ago, I may not have known how to handle it, what to do. I may have not become such uh, a hard worker at it myself. Whereas if it happened now, I perhaps would I would know, you know, this isn't going to last. Um, let's make the most of it now. Let's be smart about, you know, I have good people around me, a small but mighty crowd that could uh, help me make, you know, if there was some big, if there were big decisions to make uh, that we would be more responsible than maybe 10, 20 years ago. Um, uh, Celebrity or, you know, like a lot of attention. I think it it can be great if you, like you can, I've always thought that that could allow me to do more, uh, more of the good things like I love paying my band. I love having gigs where I can hire my band and pay them well. And they're so appreciative because they get to do what they love. You're with your friends and there's that respect of the exchange of, of money, you know, and it's not like a pathetic amount. Like, so you could do more of that. You can, um, you can have more time to, uh, work on the craft. You can, um, you know, you, there's a lot of good people working out there in the industry. You can hire, uh, build your team. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes celebrity and those things make those things a little bit easier to access. Not always, but, um, for example, um, you know, there's the whole, you know, about the, the whole funding uh, mu- music in this country. It, it, uh, it's benefited me for sure, but I'm struggling now with competing against artists who have millions of streams, and I don't. And, and unless you buy them, which a lot of artists do, not all of them, but um, that is a part of a lot of plan marketing plans where. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I've been told that everyone does it. Um, that's hard to compete with when you're you're no longer eligible for certain tour support because, uh, you know, a large portion uh, of artists are fabricating things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not all of them, but
0: it happens. Yeah, especially with yeah. stats, right? I mean, yeah, it's something that it's common when you hear that an artist says uh, they they have two million streams yeah but that's through like 12 different platforms I'll put the same number
1: yeah like, you how, know, and how many of those are real, like, actual, or how many of them, like, we had a Christmas single that had over 400,000 streams, but that was majority passive listening. They didn't know who Christina Martin was. Mm-hmm. They probably wouldn't come to my show if I was in Denmark, which I will be next winter. I'm very curious. Maybe I should just stop making claims until we go to Denmark. And then
0: uh, find out, yeah. And
1: then maybe they're going to be just roaring for the Christmas single, um, but... Um, Yeah, but I I I think you can also like so you can if you have a lot of money behind you you could probably buy celebrity. I mean a lot of celebrities online that don't do anything outside of online. Mm -hmm. But I would rather be an artist that gets better at what they do. Like I'm okay. I want to be a better singer and writer and put quality material out, quality videos. I'd like I'd like to maintain that. You know, uh, so Mm -hmm. and I will if nothing big ever happens um we're very happy and healthy and we're gonna keep doing this but yeah it'd be nice to have like some breaks i don't Mm -hmm. even know what those look like anymore i don't know
0: but it's not as important anymore is it i mean you're doing what you love Mm -hmm. full time so i feel like that balances out the lack of a break
1: yep no you're right yeah good point yeah no yeah my husband and i talk about this a lot in the car because we have these long drives especially in canada Mm -hmm. and when you're tired and the other day i was like (laughs) i was like man like can't we just get a one break like just one just this month like something and i think it was just because we had um oh i don't know something ticked me off or whatever and and uh yeah he kind of in that moment agreed with me he's like you're right we just need one break like he's like but then we we came around to talking where we're like you know what we're on the right we're on the path that we chose it's going well we're just tired you know it's when you shine up sign up to do 49 shows there are going to be a handful that are
0: just horrible not yeah
1: yeah they're not even like we don't we're pretty we don't play like you know, disgusting places. I'm not even opposed to playing a disgusting place if the audience is there and they love music. Um, But you sometimes get, you know, upset by, you know, maybe just a really low turnout and... um, or miscommunication sometimes happens and it affects maybe the performance being more successful or the event, you know. Um, Yeah, so... But we are happy and we're... Luckily right now we're healthy, so...
0: Yeah, and that's a good way to wrap it up. All right, good. You're happy and healthy. Off
1: to the show. Cool. Thanks for having me. Good luck with your poetry and everything. I hope we get to see you on the way back through.
0: Mm -hmm. So uh, you can check out Christina at the Fromagerie Mm -hmm. tonight at 7 p.m.
1: Yeah, I think it's at 7. I have to check. Yeah. (laughs) Is it? It's at 7. Hey, thanks. And it's all ages.
0: It is all ages. So you should come out and hear her perform. And, yeah, thank you for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me. Yeah, good luck with everything. It was fun. Yeah, we'll do it again, I hope. Let's do it. Okay.